Welcome. This is Jazz Just the Way We Like It. Jazz Just the Way We Like It is my weekly podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs from the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s. And we mix it up with some politics and addressing social issues. I'm here in the studio with my good friend and co-host, Lawrence Williams. What's up, Larry? All right. How you doing, man? I'm good. Good, good, good. good how are you? Okay. I'm doing okay. Good. Man, another podcast, brother. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yesterday was the first day of winter. Oh, wow. The solace. Oh, all the right. The winter solace, man. It's starting and, to go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Days are going to get longer. Uh, yeah, you're going to see the, the change in daylight hours. You know, uh, you getting go. darker early. Yep. Uh, and I believe it gets lighter early in the morning. Uh, I don't remember, man. I used to get up and go to work at six, but I don't remember, man. It's a damn shame, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think like like uh, the sun uh, starts to go down later, and no, uh, it goes down earlier. It's getting dark around four thirty no, in the winter. Been, yeah, but shouldn't it max? Didn't it max out? Or? No, no. In the summertime, you get more light. Okay, it's, right. it's lighter later. Winter time, it gets darker earlier. That's true. Yeah, and I don't remember early mornings, and I used to teach a 7 o'clock class, so I used to leave my house 6 in the morning. Yeah. So I used to get up at, you know, 5 uh, every morning, at least twice a morning, sometimes uh, three, four times a morning. Uh, but I think it, it begins to get lighter earlier. You're probably right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little confused because I've been a while since I've been living by the sun. <laughs> It's been a while since you've been up before 10. <laughs> Who are you that's jiving, very, man? That's very true, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, December's moving fast, brother. Very fast, man. It's holiday time. Doesn't seem like much of a holiday, but hey, yeah, it is man. what it is. Yeah, it's uh, over. I mean, like. Next next week is uh, we're starting new yeah, year within yeah, a, within yeah. a, within a week. Twenty twenty three, brother. Yep. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. I remember when I was in college, um, and and me and my all my friends from school, man, you know, because I went to an engineering school. They were all excited about two thousand and one, and man, we went and saw that. And you know, I remember sitting in there thinking, I ain't gonna be around two thousand and one. I actually in my first year at Hunter, yeah. I wrote my obituary. I had I, I died when I was sixty five years old. Yeah, well, you proved that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, you have a lot of editing to do on that one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm so thankful. Yeah, to be here today. Yeah, well, you know, we have we have some. You know, we have so many friends who are not here today to, oh, yeah. to share whatever this is that we're going through. Oh, but yeah, man. It's, uh, From the it's, crew, ain't, you know, there's not many of us left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess people would have took bets that me and you would have been one of the first ones out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but it didn't work out like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we always start our podcast off with a, with a song that addresses social issues because it's important. And um, songs that have something to say uh, and music that have something to say. And man, and, and some of the current stuff going on, I thought it was appropriate to play this. Uh, and some of you may remember this. So this is our song by, on social is- issues by Edwin Starr, War. Oh, 
Star, what is it good for? We have spent since 2014 $19 billion in the war in Ukraine. Uh, of that $19 billion, since Russia invaded, $16.2 billion. Should we be spending this amount of money in this conflict? That's a good question. Um uh, I I think <clears throat> what happens is it's still this thing, communist versus capitalism, uh, that's coming Russia's back. A, even, ca- they, Russia's like, a capitalist, capitalist country. Stuff. Yeah, it's not fully yeah. capitalist, though. Yeah. yeah. We're not fully either. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I think it's the notion that it's Russia versus anything that Russia does that, that is aggressive, uh, the U.S. will will try to stop them from being that aggressive. Yeah, I understand, but but should we be doing it? On on humanitarian basis? On any basis. Russia and Ukraine has been having conflict for over 100 years. Yeah. Uh, When it was the Soviet Union, it was part of Russia. True. All right? And so then, I mean, but where do you where do you stop the Russian aggression? Do you do you stop? Is it, it? Russian aggression? Russian will say it's NATO's aggression, the expansion of NATO on their border. We almost went to war when when Russia put missiles near our border on Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember. I remember that vividly. Yeah. So we uh, is is this is this a similar situation? Here's here's the thing. You know, they they talk about. This thing of communism, we heard that so many times before. Yeah. We heard it in Vietnam. Right. I got you. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't fall for that. I know. I know that that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. Uh, because it's all. It's really about commodities. When 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 it came to Vietnam, in terms of either oil or the 
all the rubber that was being produced in uh, in in that Asian country. But I don't know. This this is a this is a very I mean well, difficult yeah. difficult for me to answer. Two years ago, they opened up a Starbucks in Hanoi. Yeah. Did, did the guys we know died for for that t- to happen? No, no, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. Of course not. They're destroying this country, Ukraine, Ukraine, or if it's a country or whatever you want to call it. And then five years from now, ain't nobody going to remember this conflict except people who lost someone. Yeah. Well, I... I, They're not going to go to nuclear war over it. Oh, I don't know if Putin Putin might... might Nah, Putin's bluffing just just like Biden's bluffing. They're playing roles. Yeah, okay. But I, I don't know. I, I see your point. That money could have been spent on the homeless. It could have been spent here. could have been spent there. could have been spent anywhere except for a country that we do not have. I mean, what do we have in common with them other than that they're on the border of Russia and they could be a strategic part, it's, it's part of, of our chess of a, game. Yeah, they could be a strategic part of the chess game. Yeah, it's all about NATO. That's what yeah. the whole damn thing's about. Yeah. But the thing of it is, man, um, the destruction that that's occurring is 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 unbelievable. We but are I'm, financing a destruction of a country. They're not going to beat Russia. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, what do you think Russia's going to run out of money and stop? I just think the spirit of the, of the Ukrainian people, the, the fact that they they put up, I mean, they fought, oh, it's almost a year. That's nice, but they're getting the hell beat out of them. Yeah, very true. So yeah. what do you do? You let them, you let, just let them, let Russia take so, take over? It's I a consideration you have to consider. Yeah, but then. What, what is that? What is What do Russia gain by taking over Ukraine? It used to be theirs anyway. What do we lose? Uh, Outside of face value stuff. Okay. Um, well, it's a no. I, I'm thinking of the the border. It's another mm. place that that we we stop Russian aggression, even though Russia is not actually pursuing the way that it did in the past um, to try to make countries uh, communist um, because they're no longer a communist country per se. But um, I don't know. I I. I would hate to if if as long as we're not losing people, as long as we're not. So losing, we can pay for other countries to lose their people. We can pay for other <laughs> countries to defend themselves, not so much yeah. lose their people, but defend well, they're themselves. Losing their people, Larry. But that's part of war. War is yeah. war is gonna. That's you heard the song. What is it good for? Well, I heard it. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it totally. Well, you know the 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 the. The support is shifting in this country for the, this war in Ukraine. What do you mean? Because of the money? Money, the idea of financing a war, the idea of uh, stopping communism stuff, all the typical propagandas. And you, and you know who's looking at blocking the, the, the pay- payment of it? The, the Republicans? Yes. I don't believe that. Yes, it is, brother. Wow. I mean, I believe your word, but yeah. I don't believe that they. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's Republicans. That I, I thought that they, no, my dad has always said that if when the Democrats are in power, there there is war. Not so much when the Republic. My father, my, my my father was a Republican, so I guess he 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 sort of like uh, stressed. You know the Republican. I don't even know if he he knew the the values their values back mm-hmm. then, but he he supported the Republican Party probably because of the, it was the party of Lincoln. That's probably the reason why he did it. But I I, I remember him saying that Democrats bring on wars, not so yeah. much Republicans that bring on war. And I don't know I don't know how true that. I mean, right. probably with World War One and World War Two. The presidents that were in power at that time were, uh, or the party in power were Democrats. So I guess they made he made that uh, based on that. But you know, uh, even in World War One, the Democrats who were in power, especially the Southern Democrats, were more like Republicans today in their thinking 
on a lot of issues. You mean the Dixie? I mean, yeah, the, the yeah, Dixie Crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, we'll see what happens with this, man. This is going to be an issue. Yeah. It's going to be an issue in 2024. You know, um, well, and I'm stay. not saying for or against. I'm not advocating. I'm saying we need to take a look at where do we draw these lines. Yeah. You know, uh, Russia will continue to play these kinds of games as long as Putin's in power. Uh, is it, I mean, the look up. The and it doesn't, is the end game to to like weaken us in terms of the, the economy? What's, or? what's the end game of the Cold War? I mean, it's been going on. It's been going on. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, the spies go out to have coffee, then they go spy on each other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. What's, what's the end game? That's 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 just the game they play. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I guess mean, there is no end game. Yeah. What do you do? We pay. We 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 have. We put more money in defense than Russia, China, France, and England together. The American defense budget. So you know we put a lot. And I, it's not like the U.S. government don't collect a lot of money and have a lot of money. It's where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, that that record war. Edwin Starr got me a little excited about the whole issue, but that's I, I think he bring up a very good issue. I yeah, think that, that I don't, I don't know. I didn't think of I, I, th- I think I think too simply. No, no, um, you got your thinking is right. A lot of, I'm not saying I'm, I disagree with you, man. I'm just saying we got to look at a lot of this. I, I don't know the answer for okay. Ukraine. Okay. Okay. I don't know the answer, but I don't. I know I don't want to just run in there. I yeah. know I don't want to see never again another Vietnam. You know, I seen that. I we lived through that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we saw that craziness. Even a career. You know. Yeah, yeah. Even that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That but, that uh, war never ended. No, I know. That war never. I, ended. I know they never signed the treaty. No. No. They signed an, an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. But not a treaty. All right, not a treaty to end the war. Well, that was our little social message song i hope you folks enjoyed that uh well let's get going with the podcasts today <laughs> we're going to focus on the monterey jazz festival oh please. that's a annual jazz festival that's uh takes place in monterey california and it's been going on since 1958 and uh one of the co-founders was dave bubeck and a number of other people for the longest of time, there were two big jazz festivals in the United States, Monterey and Newport. Those were the festivals. And then, unfortunately, I've been to neither. But uh, that's another story. I, so, was a new, I, went, I went to part of Newport. And you probably were, too, when it was in New York City. Oh, the, yes, that I did. Yeah, but I'm yeah. talking about, you know, the yeah, one yeah, out the yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. went to the little, you know, yeah. those, I know what you're talking about. We went to Carnegie Hall. Yeah, we went, we went to the fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we're going to focus on some of the great performances at the Monterey Jazz Festival, at least what I consider the, the great performances. And this first one is by a sax player. You don't hear him much, but he used to be the sax player for Charlie Mingus' group. John Handy, and uh, he performed this piece called If You Only Knew, and it was done in the Monterey Jazz Festival in 1965. So folks, this is a pretty long one, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy this and listen to the creativity of this. It's John Handy on sax, Michael White on violin.
masterpiece, masterpiece, absolutely smoking. Uh, John Handy and his group at live at the Monterey Jazz Festival in 1965. That's John Handy on ta- alto sax, Michael White on violin, Jerry Hand on guitar, Don Thomas Thompson on bass, and Terry Clark on the drums. Wow. Yeah, classic Larry. Yeah, oh my God, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh man, you said Handy played with, who did he play with? He played with uh, uh, Monk? Mingus. Mingus? He, he was a Mingus sax player. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man, he's really good. He's really good. Oh, man. And and Michael White, man. Oh, yeah. That violin, when he brought that into uh, jazz, that was... That was beautiful. Oh yeah, everybody had their solo man, and they each one performed to a, to a level man that was up there. Yeah, man, yeah. it was. This is a this is a class. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, even better at that concert. Yes, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I? That had to be the, the one of the high points of the 1965 Monterey Jazz concert. Yeah, I would I would I would think so easily. I mean, because yeah. that went on for. They must have been exhausted after they played that set. 20-something minutes, 26, yeah, 27 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Monterey, the festival's a huge festival. They have like eight stages, seven, eight stages, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that was, uh, and that was recorded. They recorded that live, man. Yeah, I've, I went to um, a festival in uh, Alexandria, Virginia one time, and uh, I think it was like in 2002. And it was raining and it was muddy and it was all this, but the people were out there and uh, samples played. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I had such a great time, even though it was the weather was oh, yeah, horrible. Yeah. But the people, when you go to a jazz festival, especially the big ones, yeah, they are so in tune with the music yeah. and in tune with each other nah. that you don't see like. You know, fights or anything of that nature. Everything is no, at you peace. Don't, you don't see that at jazz festivals. No, no. no. So yeah. it's it's a. I mean, and it's massive. You know, and it's massive. Yeah. Wow, that was a masterpiece. That was 1965, folks. And uh, if you went to that jazz festival, I'm pretty sure you came back the next year, because in 1966 there was another great performance. And that, this was done by Charles Lloyd. And they recorded his session. And it came out as an album called Forest Flower, Sunrise, Sunset. Here's Charles Lloyd and his group, uh, Forest Flower, Sunrise, Sunset, recorded live at Monterey in 1966. Sit back and enjoy this one.
Sorry, folks, I did not see this one in there. Uh, and I reviewed this, man. It goes, you, goes to show you how much reviewing I was doing. Yeah, so uh, this one, they were getting to the good part, Larry. Yep. We got we to gotta, uh, let it play. Thank you. 
that's Charles Lloyd and his group, man, in 1966, live at uh, the Monterey Jazz Festival. Charles Lloyd on alto sax, Keith Jarrett on piano, Cecil McBee on bass, and Jack D. Johnette on drums. Oh, man, Larry. Oh, for, oh my goodness, that is such a classic piece, man. I, uh, I loved it. Yeah, those yeah. were both two classic albums, man. Yeah. And both recorded back-to-back years live at Monterey Jazz Festival. It must have been a great festival. It still probably still is. I don't know if they still have it. Yeah, they still have it. I'm pretty sure they still have it. They have the jazz festival, then they have the uh, the music festival, which is a lot of rock. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, a lot of great uh, rock bands performed there, man. Uh, that was, uh, man, very enjoyable. Well, Larry, it's that time, brother. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we only had time to play, but we played the full Both albums. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I hope I hope folks enjoyed it. I know I did. I'm pretty sure you did, too. I, I know I did. That's for sure. Yeah, man. And just one thing before we, we go, um, talking about how times have changed, man. You remember the Central Park Five, the yeah. five young boys who yeah. were accused of wilding and gang raping them. Yeah. And then uh, 10, 11 years later, they were exonerated. Yes. Uh, after spending all that time in prison and, and enduring all the hardship, they opened, they named a gate in Central Park on 125th Street, and they named it the Exonerated Five in honor of the five persons who were uh, exonerated for that crime, the young people. They're not no longer young. They were young when they were accused, yeah. 16 and 17. Uh, back in 19, uh, that was what, 1989. Uh, and Donald Trump uh, took out that ad in the New York Times to bring back the death penalty, yeah. because, you know, on these young teenage kids. Yeah. Uh, well, that's... I mean, that shows you exactly where he was at back then. Yeah, but I'm so happy to see that you know, they are, uh, not only these kids been exonerated, young men and won lawsuits, they are uh, naming a, a uh, entrance in the park after them. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This was our little tribute to the Monterey Jazz Festival. Uh, we definitely enjoyed having you here. And uh, as always, thanks for watching. And hopefully you tune in next time.